When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Why I hate Susie Orman. That's Chuck Jaffe. Now, why does he hate Susie Orman, the personal finance expert? How could anybody hate? I I hate hate as a word anyway, because it's so strong. How about dislike? And I think Chuck would agree with me that Susie's big picture advice is pretty good, right? get out of debt. You got to save. You got to plan. You got to invest. And maybe her biggest accomplishment over really like 30 years of really being out in the front here is empowering women to take better control of their financial lives. And we already know, looking at the numbers, sorry to admit it, guys, but women over the long haul are better investors than men. And that brings me to the reason for today's podcast, for for the reason that Chuck Jaffe dislikes Susie, and for the reason that I think you should be very, very, very careful when you take advice from Susie. Now, let's go back a little bit, because I have a personal history with her that goes back about 15 years. Talk about that in just a moment. But Susie has, to her discredit, endorsed a lot of products in the past. Those include, I think, lending tree she had a long-term care product that didn't work out very well and in a few minutes i'll talk about a few other products that were absolutely horrible for people and whether or not she was involved in all that or whether or not she was just getting paid for something putting her name on it i don't know all the specifics but i do know they were not good products but again general advice strategic Hmm, paying off mortgage is something she's pushed. I don't think that's a particularly great idea, especially in today's low interest rate environment. And people generally have too much money tied up in their home anyway. Recent figures show that a majority of people's wealth is tied up in their home. Remember, when you get to retirement, if the money's tied up in your home, the only way really to get that is a reverse mortgage, which should be generally the last resort, Okay. That's one thing she's endorsed. She's endorsed kind of annuities. I did hear her recently say she doesn't like variable annuities. That's terrific. And then around investing. We'll talk in just a moment about what she's recommended there and how horrible it has been. So why am I doing this podcast now? Why am I picking on Susie at this moment? Well, here I was innocently last Sunday, and I don't do this often, got back from a nice little walk slash hike with my daughter Sunday morning, turn on my football team, which wasn't doing very well. And when the football game goes to break, I search around for other programs to watch. I'm not big on sitting there watching commercials because I think watching a three-hour football game is can be a waste of time anyway. But in this case, I flip around. The next channel right next to it was a PBS show hosted by Susie Orman talking about retirement. Then she had a studio audience and she was up on stage answering questions. And literally, I 
flicked it on, and she said, I don't like target date funds. Target date fund, again, is a mutual fund. It's one investment, one security that is designed to help you invest for your age, for your situation in life. You don't do any of the work. The manager has determined that if you're 60 years old, you should have maybe 50 or 60% of your money in stocks, the rest in bonds. And generally, as you get older, they decrease the amount in stocks and put more in bonds, right? More conservative because you may draw the money out. And target date funds are something that Don and I have generally said are okay. They're not the best, but they're okay. But here was the reason why Susie doesn't like them. And here's my struggle with her. She said, well, imagine if you bought a target date fund in 2008 and the economy is horrible. Why would you do that? You wouldn't want to have all of your money or a lot of your money in stocks. You'd want to have more in bonds. And then you'd want to move out and move more into stocks because, wow, then we had this great bull market from 2010 right up to now to 2020. So what she's suggesting here is some sort of market timing approach by the way, she would not have known, except well into the stock market downturn, that stocks are going to have a very rough time until the spring of 2009. I just think that's really, really lousy advice. But this is not the first time that Susie has given very poor investment advice. Now, again, my personal history with her, I was lucky enough to interview her on a program that I used to host called Serious Money. It was on PBS. It was recorded in the Seattle area, broadcast throughout the Northwest. And she was kind enough to come on. She didn't have to do that. She's been a big supporter of PBS to her credit. Still does programs. That's what I happened to see on Sunday. And the program, she does help PBS fund their operations. Kudos to her for doing that. Doesn't have to. She had a big star on CNBC. She could just do all, you know, stuff like that and make a lot more money probably, but she does it for PBS. So I got the chance to meet her, spend some time in the green room. And, and I found out that most of her money is frankly in government bonds. She's risk averse for personal reasons, not just her wealth, but her sort of emotional makeup. She's smart enough to know that. But in the past, she has recommended things like oil and gas, She was heavily into technology before it went bust. She recently did an interview. I'm still surprised when I read this. It wasn't that long ago where she was talking about, yeah, I own marijuana stocks and I'm in blockchain. I got a lot of Amazon. Good for her. Uh, She also said that she bought Royal Dutch with a seven and a half percent coupon. Wow. And she said she was lending money to small gold mines at $30 million a crack. I don't know if that was all her money or she's in with others, but they give money to gold mines and the, they pay back the loans uh, at the the loans at $400 an ounce. The payback is whatever the value is today, which is about 2000. So that sounds terrific, but those things are heavily speculative. They're nowhere near on the same range as you would get from a target date fund. But then maybe the biggest stub of her toe was when she went and endorsed and went into business with a newsletter called The Money Navigator. It's written by a guy named Mark Grimaldi. And Grimaldi issued news release saying that his newsletter was, it it still shocks me, the top newsletter ranked number one by the Hulbert Financial Digest. This is about 10 years ago. Um, And it was ranked number one and recommended by Hulbert Financial Digest. Well, of course, we know Mark Hulbert. 
And he was asked by Jason Zweig, and Jason Zweig said, well, I, I don't recommend, Holbert told him, I don't recommend anybody. And he's not been number one. Grimaldi then later said, yes, he was. And Orman backed him up, calling Grimaldi my trusted partner, honest, ethical, and results out consistently outperforming the market. Well, wow, when Jason Zweig takes you on and says that's not true, I'm going to believe Jason Zweig every single time. And he showed that Grimaldi's sector rotation program uh, did not beat the market. It underperformed the S&P 500. In fact, in Grimaldi's own comparison, he had incorrect numbers for the S&P 500. Remember, this is a newsletter that Susie Orman promoted at $63 a year. This is going back more than a decade. I know. And maybe she was taken in by Grimaldi. I don't know. But the point is, rather than just tell people own index funds, take market-like returns, she has this tendency to fall into these speculative things, tell people to do them. That is really, really poor advice. So again, yeah, we're okay with target date funds. We like index funds. We're with Susie when it says, yes, pay down the debt. Yes, save. Yes, we should all be empowered about money. But when it comes to her investing advice, I wouldn't say I hate her, but I certainly strongly dislike it. I'm Tom Cock. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?